Hello and welcome to the Knowledge of Nothing podcast. Each week we will share with you our thoughts and opinions about our modern mythologies. Such as film, TV, music, comics, gaming, and more. I am your host, Brian, a comic book nerd who thinks of himself as a low-level superhero. And I'm your anti-host, Tony, a movie buff with an unhealthy obsession for overanalyzing anything and everything. And when we're not fighting crime, we're podcasting. Let's get it started. Boom! Boom. Welcome back to another exciting installment of the Knowledge of Nothing podcast. This is episode nine, and we are powered by Soy Cat Candles. They are 100% soy and 100% possum. This is going to be a powered pack podcast today. We will be talking about Wonder Woman 1984. Tell me, what do you wish for? We say GTFO to 2020. Thank goodness it's gone. And we welcome in 2021 with some coming attractions. And for your listening pleasure, we've got two installments of some bite-sized pop minis. Can't wait to hear it. I'm not going to bury the lead. We've been blessed to have three lovely guests with us today. They've been our rocks. They've been our sounding boards. They've been our biggest supporters. And without them, this podcast would not be possible. It is our pleasure to introduce the unsung heroes of this show, our wives. I would like to introduce my lovely wife of almost 28 years. Been together 30 years. She is my rock. She is my best friend. And I would be nothing without her. This is my wife, Sarah. Hello. I'd like to introduce my lovely wife, who is also my best friend, my rock. I couldn't do this without her. She is often the person that keeps me grounded. And I can't think of anybody else I'd rather share the rest of my life with. She's been my lovely wife for almost 15 years now. And this is Melda, everybody. Hello. Actually, 15 years. <laughs> but yes, I can know I'd make you so nervous, babe. It's actually Dana who makes me nervous. <laughs> there's, there's performance anxiety right now. And I know. Wow. Never mind. I thought wow. it was me. Right? Oh, my God. I guess I'm on like, that note, I should introduce my wife. Huh? Me under the so bus. Damn. <laughs> well, hello, everybody. I want to introduce my wife, who's been my inspiration, as well as my co-op partner in life, Dana. Hey, hey. I'm not as judgmental as they make me out to be. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, there's not a Sarah meter. <laughs> Vouch for that. Fair enough. So, first things first, we're going to start off the new year with a toast. With that said, Brian, why don't you lead the toast? Some ships are wooden ships, but those ships may sink. The best ships are friendships, and to those ships, we drink. Cheers. 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 That's delicious. If y'all want to know what we're drinking, we're going to be posting that on our Instagram with the recipes so you can join along each one of us is going to give us that recipe and we're going to put it up there in the case of brian i think yours was just uh it's just champagne yeah it's a rosé champagne. champagne yeah, yeah. yeah there's no mixing involved open the bottle yeah what is your rosé what does the label say well it's fu 2020 yeah. yes By, uh, thank Nocky you yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> i am drinking a uh a 
What do we call that? Fade to black. It is a twist on an old fashioned. Go ahead and tell them what's in it, babe. In this case, Crowbar American Cask Barrel Aged Whiskey with black walnut bitters and a cinnamon and clove infused cane syrup. Ooh. Mm. Sounds Delicious. very holiday. Yeah. That's a very Merry Christmas in a glass, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it really is. And what about you guys, Wayne and We went with a classic old-fashioned. Classic old-fashioned. Bourbon, simple syrup. Uh, we actually use the filthy cherries. Mm. Yeah, the black cherries, filthy cherries. Mm-hmm. Mm. Delightful. <laughs> so, Tony, what about your little toast? Wayne, you can go first. <laughs> Passing the buck, huh? Um, of course. Yeah. I'll just say this really quick. We appreciate all the support that you guys provided to us. And we know that 2020 has been challenging at the least. Uh, that being said, it also provided us a lot of unique opportunities. For example, this podcast. I don't think this would ever got off the ground without this year. And also, it kind of allowed us to reassess what's important in our lives, specifically our loved ones, and spending time with them. So I think I'm grateful for that. So for in 2021, I am really looking forward to new opportunities, new adventures, new endeavors, because it feels like there's things to look forward to. And I want to wrap up really quickly with a quote that I found, and I just kind of tweaked it a little bit. Here's to doing and drinking, not sitting and overthinking. Cheers. 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 Wow. He originally said, like, not yeah. sitting and thinking, but we do more overthinking than anything else. Tony. <laughs> yeah, Tony. <laughs> it's in the intro. It's in the intro. It's in the intro. Tony. I would like to say thank you, Wayne. That was beautiful. And I, um, yeah, those words are, uh, I, I couldn't be, I, it couldn't be any better than that. That's you kind could, of a cop you out, could isn't try. it? Super I know, try. it's a cop out. No, but uh, anyway. You can continue. continue. Yes, I, can, I will yeah. continue. I'm this. surprised um, you didn't drop something like, there you go at, the, some, at some point. Oh. Yeah. And there you go. Well, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of, uh, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't study for this, but, um, I, again, this year has come with so many challenges, but it all kind of happened for a reason. We've all figured things out. We've all adapted, even though it was not something that we wanted to do. And it made me, and I think you guys as well, reassess where we're at in our lives and what really and truly is important to us, and that is these relationships. It's the relationships that I have with you. It's the relationships we have with our wives. I'm looking forward to 2021. These circumstances, they're, they're crappy, but I believe we all made something beautiful out of this, and I don't want to do it with anybody else in the world. So thank you guys for everything. All right, cheers. 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 God, that, that was... Long-winded. Well, that's par that's for the course for you, man. the norm. Yeah. <laughs> I'll edit that down to like two words. You know, mm-hmm. it's fine. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and for Wayne's revised version, there you go, Wayne. On to the next. <laughs> Trust me, I will use that. I know you will. Very good. Excellent. Um, do we now want to go to, to the pop minis? Yeah. Yes. Since our wives are now joining us and... Instead of doing pop quickies, we wanted to do a couple of rounds of Pop Minis, Wives Edition. And now it's time for Pop Minis. The first question for Pop Minis, I kind of feel weird doing this because Wayne's usually the one that kind of runs this part in this segment. 
So it feels like I'm kind of intruding on his area already. But anyway, the first question up for bat, and Sarah's going to answer. What is your favorite movie trilogy? Oh, that's hard. Rambo. Is that a trilogy? There's more than one. Yeah. There's four, actually. There's okay, four. well, then oh, it qualifies. Trilogy. It's a trilogy plus. Rambo. <laughs> Why? Because I grew up watching those movies. Like, my grandfather had them on beta in a drawer, like, along with a million other movies. But those ones were my favorite. And I had a Rambo knife. Like, the survival nice. knife with little the little... Yeah, with the little little compass in the top and the matches inside. That's right. Oh my gosh, a great survival knife. Yeah, yeah awesome. right? That was like my, my must-have Christmas present one year. <laughs> I love it. How old were you? Yeah. I had to ask that question. Ten, maybe? Nice. Yeah, that tracks. That seems right. Did, yeah. did you get it at ten years old? Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Awesome. What the hell you know, were you I'm asking for at ten years old? Come on now. When Duh. I was 10 and I asked for He-Man dolls and my dad gave me My Little Pony, I was pissed. <laughs> yes. I can't imagine if I asked for a Bowie knife, my dad would be like, mm, no. You probably would have got it. it I'm saying probably would have got it. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I loved that thing. That's awesome. All right. Dana, what is your favorite trilogy and why? No surprise there. Um, absolutely Lord of the Rings. 100% Lord of the Rings. The extended editions, especially, I would watch them. <laughs> they got me through some, honestly, when I first moved down from my hometown down to the L.A. area, I was by myself. I was completely alone, and I'd watch it back to back to back every single weekend, and it just gives me that sense of comfort and security. And I can even nap during it, not because it's boring, but because I'm so familiar with the fight scenes that it actually comforts me. So, yeah, Absolutely. I was thinking that, too. I, I feel very comforted and sleep so well through those movies. <laughs> yes. I'm sure you do. <laughs> Brian, what, Brian oh. what do you have to say about that? I was uh, Brian, trying I just, to get you I, not I was, to call on me. No, I, I know. <laughs> and that's exactly precisely why I am calling oh, on I'm you. Waiting. Brian, oh, I'm Brian, waiting. Brian, oh, what are your gosh. thoughts on that? Yeah, Brian, uh, tell me your you thoughts. Know, to be honest with you, I don't think I've seen all three of them just because I can't sit through them all. I mean, um, I can tell you right now, since we all saw them in the theater, he did see all of them. He just doesn't remember it. <laughs> see, I think Brian, that's somehow even worse. Extended version? Oh, I'm like, not mad at you. I'm just <laughs> disappointed in you completely. Uh, Sorry to get used to that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I know. So there's nothing new here on the oh, right. Knowledge of Nothing Just, podcast. Nothing right. new here. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Dana and Melda. What is your favorite movie trilogy and why? Well, this is going to be hard because. Did Dana take yours? I, you know, I honestly. We can share. As, I'm happy to share my love. It's true. As a reader of the Tolkien, yeah, I had to say I would really love the Lord of the Rings. But since that one's done, I might have to pick my second love or my true love, which is always Marvel. And I've had issues with every single one of the movies that came out. But I do actually love the Avengers pack. And what I mean is I did like the first one. I did like Age of Ultron, even though from now I've heard that it's not good. So um, they introduced my <laughs> most favorite Marvel character in that one. So I can't even fault you for that. Who, who was that? Vision. 
Ah, oh, I was hoping you'd say the Scarlet Witch. Oh, well. <laughs> Redheads, that goes without saying. We run in a pack. You don't understand. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I did like the Marvel Avengers. And I was going to say the diehards, but I am very picky with my diehard, which is I like one, three, and four, and the rest of them can go in the garbage for all I can Well, that's the trilogy. <laughs> How dare you? No. Two was better than one. <gasps> no. I'm How sorry. You, two was, I love two. Hit, hit. No. Sorry. They're shooting with blanks. I know <laughs> that. I didn't see oh. that coming. Oh, I oh. love two. Oh. Yeah, you oh. literally didn't see it coming because they were blanks. <laughs> Nobody saw it. Well, now we <laughs> all know a there's a meltimeter now. We all know there's a meltimeter. That's right. Guess who's the first victim of that? <laughs> me. Avenge me, honey. Avenge me. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tony. You don't have to apologize to Tony. Uh, uh, yeah, you don't have to apologize <laughs> to me. I, I get it. <laughs> I, I love two. I, I, I just li I like two. I know. I know. It's one of those things. I, I like two better than one. And oh. one's a classic, but everybody, oh. I just love two. I, I don't know. Come on. What? One had the better sorry. villain. One no, I know. Nobody likes two better than one. I, <sighs> I know, except for me. I'm, Depends I'm on the situation, for I me. suppose. <laughs> and, and Sarah, what do you think of one or two? What's the scenario? Uh, Die Hard. Are we talking movies oh. here? Oh, oh. oh, we're talking about movies. <laughs> uh, I have no idea. That's what I thought. Okay. All right. On to the next questions. <laughs> Woo. And I think, Woo. Wayne, are you taking over right now? Yeah, or is that so Brian? Okay, cool. I'll, I'll go next. So, Dana, oh God. this is a very in-depth question, okay? Ready? I'll go deep. Okay. We're going deep with this one. Okay. So deep. Pirates versus ninjas. How dare you? <laughs> Shit. I love you. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I mean, wow, this is rough. I, I mean, I feel like I need more context. If I had to choose, I guess I'm going with ninjas. Okay. I'm going full ninjas, and I'm basing that straight off of Ninja Turtles, because obviously that's, that's our shit. Mm -hmm. While I love the sort of flair that pirates have and that has been cast, mm -hmm. I've got to go straight ninja. I mean, that's... That's right. the real shit. Okay. So the question passes off to Imelda now. Pirates versus Ninja. Oh, so <laughs> hard. Because I also am a Ninja Turtle fan, and Raphael is solidly my favorite and has yes! been yes, since, yes, yes. since I was a child. If I could have a crush on a turtle, he would have been it. Um, <laughs> I did have a crush on a turtle, and it was so weird. But it's always been Raph. Always, always, always. Raph. Oh. But I have this very thing where I love swordplay, a good sword fight. I'm in it. And pirate movies do it best. And even with Johnny Depp being drunk, ish or weirdish or whatever he is on his he's fun and funny but i just love a good sword fight and that goes all the way back to errol flynn me seeing him as robin hood when i was a little kid very nice channel five used to show those reruns yep and i was like oh my gosh and he used to sword fight and i was like oh that is so hot and i was like so impressed men with so, swords got it it is it is but i'm not a big jet <laughs> I was saying ninjas have swords. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's very fair. 
But I can't change it now. I'm not very surprised. No, no, you're locked in. I'm sorry. Sorry, sister. <laughs> no, happening. that's a great answer, though. It's a good answer. Sorry. No. <laughs> All right. Passing it off to Sarah for the Pirates tiebreaker versus ninjas. So I'm putting it in the context of movies. And to me, the movie that is the, the make or break is The Goonies. And not because the kids are pirates and the characters that you're vying for are pirates, but it's it's a pirate movie. I mean, it really is. So, I mean, I love the pirates, the actual pirates movies. They're super fun. But the one that tipped it for me was thinking about The Goonies as a pirate movie. So I'm, I'm team pirates. Solid the Goonies answer. is great. Well, well yep. done. Well yep. done. Wow. That yep. was great, Solid. Eh? That was solid. Brian, your turn. All right, ladies. Given your choice between the two, who would you prefer, Chris Helmsworth or Jason Momoa? Oh. And Melda, we'll Barely start with you. Choice. Oh, God. Um, Which one reminds you more of me? <laughs> <laughs> and then vote opposite of that. <laughs> I'll take one or the other. That's fine. <laughs> I'm an upgrade either way. Gee, <laughs> um... Let's see. That's very hard. <laughs> Which one? Looks hope so. My husband looks like more like hmm. Both of them, in personality-wise, off camera, seem so very charismatic, and they both seem genuinely decent people and funny guys. And I love all of that. Oh God! But I love short hair. And when they came out with short hair, Thor, I was like, even though I hated that movie with the red searing passion. He's very good looking in it. So I might have to say, oh, Hemsworth. I'm going to have to go with Chris Hemsworth. It's hard. Maybe if Jason Momoa had his hair, but yeah, I don't think he can. Because Aquaman's hot. <laughs> Sorry. I think I ended up on Hemsworth. All right. Thank you. Sarah, what do you think? So I consistently maintain a top five list, and they're both on it. And at one point, Hemsworth was on there by, not by himself, but Jason Momoa was not on there with him because he wasn't really on scene yet. But then as soon as he came on scene, forget about it. Um, definitely Jason Momoa. I like him a little darker. <laughs> Amen, sister. Amen. But, but he can't speak English, right? Yes, he can. What do you mean? If they ever had the opportunity, she wants him to speak in Dothraki. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I didn't know where you were going with that, but yes, um, yes please. <laughs> Dana, what are your thoughts? I consistently maintain a top one, and that top one has and will be forever Jason Momoa. <laughs> I, there's just not even, I mean, sure. If Chris Hemsworth popped out of nowhere, I would not turn that down. But if I was gifted with the miracle circumstance where I got to choose between these two men... You better believe that. That honey brown skin. Oh, that hair. The axe throwing. Oh, give me all that. Give me all of it. Mm. I wasn't in Game of Thrones during the Dothraki oh, phase. Oh, and definitely that. I only saw him from Atlantis. Just and... riding on a horse shirtless. <laughs> Wait, Melda, have you not seen it? So Game of Thrones was kind of an in and out kind of thing for me because okay. I found it quite, the story was just obnoxious most of the time. I was solid in it the last couple of years and I missed the Dithraki. Yeah, she, she jumped in it probably like in season four. So past season three. 
I couldn't get into it. Maybe one of those nights when Brian's working, you yeah. should you should watch those. Yeah, well, yeah. I, just I don't just mind. I'll watch them with her. <laughs> I, I that feel like wasn't I, the point. I would Brian. benefit. <laughs> yeah. Jason I, Momoa is definitely an in and out situation with me too. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jason Momoa. Like I said, we used to watch Atlantis, this other show, where he was pretty consistently shirt off all the time. Baywatch. Baywatch. Baywatch, yes, and actually he had shorter hair in Baywatch too. So that one is actually probably one of my favorite. But you know, I think I do favor him a little bit. I'm just not a big long hair person. It's just something I don't know. Thank goodness. But I do love him with his hair. I, I did like off. I did like um, something to hang on to, girlfriend. Something to hang on to. Mm. I did like Aquaman. I don't know. I did like him in that. Actually, if I think about it, he's the only one on my my list with long hair. I'm not really necessarily long hair. I'm not about the beard, Tony and his beard. I mean, that's only been the last six months. But yeah, he's the exception. Yeah. Oh, I love his facial hair. He's yeah. Fantastic. He's the exception to my my hairiness rules. <laughs> nice. Everybody nice. else is super clean cut. Nice. <laughs> Agree. That's good. Brian, you gonna wrap us up? Yeah, Wayne, I don't think your job is in jeopardy being the Pop Quickies host. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are great. Thank you, ladies. Those are wonderful answers and something for us men to think about. And now a word from our sponsor. Looking for a new year refresh? Aren't we all? Visit the Soycat Candles online store and stock up on all-natural 100% soy wax candles infused with essential oils, animal earth and human friendly. Visit www.soycatcandles.com. That's www.soycatcandles.com. Soycat Candles. 100% soy, 100% paw sum. To avoid spoilers for Wonder Woman 1984, skip to 3707. Wow, DC gave us a Christmas gift that I loved. We got to see Wonder Woman 1984, which would be the sequel, and it was great. I had such a good time watching it. Wonder Woman! Dunna, 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 dunna. I thought it was awesome. Tony, what did you think? Uh, Do we have to really go here? Uh, you, you know what? It, <laughs> listen, I was in. I love the mall sequence. It kind of set the tone. 1984, I was like, wow, they're really doing this. There was some callbacks to Donner. It was kind of a very Donner-esque type of uh, environment that we were in. I was like, yes, this is awesome. This is great. I also loved Wonder Woman's kind of doing her own thing. She's in Washington, D.C. And then Kristen Wiig, I even liked that. I liked it. I, lo- I was loving everything. I'm hearing some like angst in your voice, though. What's going yes, on? Yes, you, you know what? Because it was a fucking train wreck. It was the whole what? thing was a train wreck. Yes, I can't even believe that you'd like this, Brian. It, hold, on, hold on, we're talking about Wonder Woman 1984. Yes, we are. And you know what? It all fell apart in the second and the third act. Okay, it was incoherent. There was nothing that, Lord? that was. It was just a mess. Yes, it, Maxwell Lord. Why don't you tell well, me, tell me why? About Maxwell why was Lord? it a mess? Why was it a mess? Where do I start? What? Where do I start? Let's start with the first thing. And I was bought in. I was bought in. She's holding this this stone, right? And she just makes this wish that you kind of hear to herself, but she doesn't really say it out loud. 
And then the next day, at some party, this guy what comes up. A common this, wish. Don't you wish that you could be with a loved one? Yeah, well, I was. Yeah, I am. I'm currently with my loved ones now. But you know what? She, she made this wish, and it wasn't even the real dude. It wasn't even the real dude. That's the issue. She was in love with this guy that wasn't the guy. Uh. So, her, no, that was one of the issues, Brian. That was one of the issues I had with it. So basically, we're watching this this fake guy this whole entire time. I love the the chemistry between Chris Pine and Gal Gadot. I love it. It's great. But come on now. Every time he looks in the mirror, you're seeing this dude that's from all these Hallmark pictures. It was ridiculous. So she's basically in love with the personality and not with the guy. I, sure. She, Looks aren't everything. You love what makes that person them. Okay. Yeah. And I'm with you there. Okay. Uh, okay. Are you? Granted, <laughs> I, I was fine like with not. that. No, I was fine with that because, again, <laughs> I like that kind of thing. It was something I'd never seen before. I'm like, all right, what are they going to do with this? And when, what's his face? Max Lord, right? Yes. Wants to then become the stone? Why would he want to become a stone? That's the whole Jafar syndrome, right? Who has more power than the genie? But it was, you know, you know what that? It's, he this wants was to called, be the genie. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. But guess what? There was also a story called the monkey paw that they even reference in there because, again, it just didn't make any sense. You knew that something was going to happen. You knew that there was nothing that was going to be freebies for this. You knew that somebody was going to make a wish and there was going to be some kind of consequence to that. Right. Well, that's so what happens with every wish, right? Don't make the deal with the devil, right? Because uh, the, the price You're will right. just be too high. Yeah, You're exactly. right. I, I get that. But again, you could have done that in a far more cohesive story. And then invest all this time in Kristen Wiig's character. And she turns into a cheetah? What? How does that even happen? I mean, they, they don't even explain why a cheetah, they don't explain she wants to be an apex predator. Is a cheetah a fucking apex predator? Why not a lion? Why not know, a lioness? Ask, ask the gazelle. Why not a... Why not a <laughs> yeah, it just didn't make any sense. You were so vested in these characters, and then they just turned them to trash. And then they had that awful fight at the end that was all CG, and it was made dark just so you couldn't tell how bad the CG was. It was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. The third act with the lasso and the Max Lord. Let me get this straight. So basically, we're watching each other on screens right now, Brian. You can feel me through here. Uh, my particles are now part of you, and I can hear your wishes, and you can hear mine and things of that nature. How does that make any fucking sense? How I does feel that like make I sense? feel you right now, Tony. Absolutely. Yes, because, I I, like I, I yes, because this right? thing was a travesty. And uh, Brian, but uh, enough about me. <laughs> I want to get back to why you think it was such a great film. Let's, let's, just, let's hear what you had to say about it. Well... It was the story. I liked the story. We touched upon it already. You know, be careful what you wish for. Basically, nothing is for free. You know, all those cliches, right? I disagree with you on the mall scene. I actually did not like the mall scene. I thought it was too campy, too comic booky. I kind of felt like they got away from that as the movie went on, and I'm glad that they did. Okay, so what about the flying, Brian? When the character was first introduced in comics, uh, she didn't fly, and neither did Superman, for that matter. But now they're kind of bridging that gap from how the, the character was developed, bringing them more modern to what, what they're able to do now. So she's able to fly now. So then explain something else to me. I was so stoked. They were going the invisible jet route. Oh, I loved that. No, where the hell did she come up with this whole, oh, I just got to meditate and I'm going to make it No, 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 no. Uh, she said she was. I'm meditating. I, I thought that learned was a... it from my father. Oh. Uh, 
and now we're done. How do you make Invisible Jet believable? One, right? I thought this was always going to be a challenge. And the way that they did it in the film, I thought was very clever because Themyscira, the island that they are on, is currently invisible on maps, on radar, you know, to the naked eye over some kind of like magic that we don't understand, right? So her father, Zeus, <laughs> you know, okay. created her and... As she gets older or trains or I don't know, right? We don't know what's happened between the last time we saw her and 1984. But obviously she's been working on this ability, made a funny little joke about losing a coffee cup. And now's the time to use it. The invisible jet for Wonder Woman is such an iconic part of her lore and her character. And they need to address it even though they probably won't use it all that often, but it was cool how they did it, and I liked that aspect. Okay, so, and you were the first guy that told us about Boba Fett. Why didn't he just go and get the armor and, and, and kind of using all this logic? It was sitting on Tatooine for how long? Why didn't he just go up to the sheriff and get it? There were so many those type of issues in this, Brian. When it came to logic, you should not be well, give um, me an example. accepting of everything. What? Give me an example. Like what? My particles coming through and feeling you. Power Explain suggestion, that logic man. to me. That happens now. I mean, that's not we, a power suggestion. We have Brian. influencers. We have the guy had to the guy had to touch you in order for you to make a wish. How the hell just can had he to now be willing to to wish for, on his behalf? That was a, he's an influencer. He's a modern. He's not a modern day. He's back in that day, one of the first influencers, I guess, kind of like a politician. Like you saw him growing in power, kind of leveling up. And he has to talk to all these influential people to get the power that he needs. He's the power's corrupted him, you know, obviously. And he doesn't want to be a loser. And he just wants the power. Okay, Mr. Logic. I can I'm with you there, right? Okay, so then the ending happens. The lasso's thrown around her. Wonder Woman, I guess, then basically uses him as an antenna to kind of put her shit out there. She was using himself as an antenna. And well, yeah, she just took advantage of that. Okay, so then after all of that is said and done, yeah. what happens to him? He then gets back on Marine One, ends up landing in a park in Washington, D.C. How is he not fucking arrested? How is he not like already in handcuffs? Instead, he goes over and sees his son, and he sits there, and he gives him this pretentious goddamn like lecture on just beating us over the head with the message of this film. It was just ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. I don't know how he's not arrested. And, you know, I'm not here to discuss legal proceedings with you. Well, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, but I, I want to know from a logical standpoint, know, but, Brian. But here's the thing. It was good. It was like, it was you know, not the truth, good. You know what the truth you know what this is out there. And if you are willing to accept those truths... Dude, you, yeah, I feel don't like lie about I feel to like, yourself. Yeah, I feel you're treading water right now. I feel like you're just doing this thing. You're kind of like, ah, I can't, I can't really make it. I can't make an argument I, for it. I just don't feel like I have to explain it to you. I mean, you're supposed to be the film guy. You, yeah. You know, I mean, aren't you the one who said that Jar Jar Binks was just misunderstood and in the wrong movie? I mean, like, explain <laughs> that. I didn't ask you to defend that because we'll be here forever. Yeah, but. Uh, Wayne, but what are your I thoughts love on how, this? I love, I, I love how you just flip uh, the script on the logic aspect. But yes, I want to know what Wayne had to think about <laughs> what this. What logic do I need to talk about here? Do, you, you're you're always the logic, logic guy. You're always the logical guy. You're always <laughs> logical, logical, logical. But when it comes to Wonder Woman... Yeah, flip the script on that, man. Not you just even. flip the script. Why All don't right. you be why don't you take the message of the film and be true to yourself? I and am stop lying to yourself, I am. It Brian. Was a good film. This is a it's a 
Horrible film. Wayne, it was a horrible film. Wayne, it was good drop, up until it wasn't. Us. <laughs> yes, Wayne, what did you think? Let me preface before I go down my points of concern or issues with this film. I enjoyed the first one. I liked the first one. I think it was one of the better, if not the best DC film in recent history. I agree with you. And that's I why agree. I had so many... Uh, that's why I had so many hopes for Yes, high expectations for this film. And unfortunately, I was disappointed with the film. It wasn't a terrible film, but I was disappointed with what I saw. While I enjoyed the little things, the moments of like Chris Pine, I think there was some funny moments with there. Kristen Wiig, she was fantastic. I think the overall theme, the message, I kind of liked the idea of it, but I don't think it was executed well. But how Steve came back, the body snatching aspect of it, this guy could make wishes where walls could come out of nowhere. People could die at a whim and all these other things could happen. Things like nuclear missiles just pop, yeah, appear out of nowhere. Pop, pop out. Like, 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 like they're, they're zits or, or pieces of popcorn. Pop, 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 pop. Appear out of nowhere and then you have to take over someone's body. Dude, what was this guy doing? Did he get fired from his job because he couldn't go to work anymore? What did, did he have a spouse or family? Does he have a dog or a pet? I mean, what the hell? You know, I mean, who is this guy and how disruptive was his life? After the fact. Apparently, he only had pictures of himself, so there's not a family aspect. They did address that. This was some kind of bachelor padding with how messy it was. And I don't really think DC wants to touch upon the whole raising people from the dead issue. <laughs> it's not that Why kind not? of Why not? That would, that would be a fascinating aspect for them to kind of explore in further films. Didn't they already do that with Shazam? They kind of talk about the dead, don't they, a little bit? I'm trying to think. I, I, don't, I don't think they... There was, I think there was a dead aspect to it. I can't remember what it was, but there was a dead aspect to it. Not, not one that jumps out to me right now. But anyway, on with the show. <laughs> the CGI was terrible. I think yes. for a this level of film, it was not up to snuff. The last fight, what was the point of Lasso, where she's flying around on the power line or whatever it was, but what was the purpose of it? It just seemed like it was just there for effect versus... Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it seemed like it was just so that she could have a fight with somebody. Basically, the whole purpose of Kristen Wiig was so that Wonder Woman can have a fight in the third act. That was the whole purpose of her. Fans want to see Cheetah, right? Because that's one of her biggest villains. Just like in Spider-Man 3, fans wanted to see Venom. I agree with you. Maybe this character, this villain was a little forced and they tried to spend the movie character building so much, but... I don't know if that was Patty Jenkins' first choice on it. I don't know. I don't know the history and how the script came about, but I think they put it in there for the fans. Maybe the people who made the film were all for it, but I don't know. But how many times do we have to keep going over this and over this and over this? You get in trouble when you start paying fan service to a certain extent when it comes to the script. You feel like you're wedging these characters in because the crowd wants to see them. Just focus on the, a great well, it's, story. It's a and this story was sword. not great. I mean, if the fans didn't want to see Spider-Man in everything, I mean, would Tom Holland, would he have all these movies now lined up and to do cameos? I mean, fan service is kind of what's making the Marvel Universe. Now, granted, they are really good, probably the best at what they do. And fan service is the reason why we have the Mandalorian and Boba Fett coming back from the dead, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and stuff. So fan service, it works. Yes, it works when you use it correctly. When you use it as a tool, have the stories tell that. You don't need to wedge people in there because every single time you try to wedge something in there, it feels forced. You know, this right now reeks of all of Zack Snyder. So I'm not looking forward to, to the Zack Snyder cut. It's going to be garbage. No, Give it's, it's going to be garbage. I cannot wait to be... see it. See, oh, this is where God. we're... 
this is where our line in the sand is. I mean, like, yeah, I, I am so happy that they're making a Snyder cut, and I cannot wait to watch it. I will watch it. And I know you will too, just so you can shit on it. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. I will but shit on it. No, I, I will give it props it. if it needs to be. Let me ask you this before we close the segment out. What did you guys think of the post credit cutscene? That I thought was awesome. All right. I will have we to agree say, on I did something. love that. No, I did think that that was awesome. I thought that the way they set her up in the film, yes, I actually applauded that. I was like, oh my yeah. God, wow, it almost saved it. And then I had to go back and think about <laughs> what I had just witnessed Tony. and realize that, you know what? They did that because they knew what a piece of crap that, Tony. that, that second and third act were. Tony, just watch it two or three more times. And you're going to love it as much to. as I do. I, no. You know what? In fact, I'll probably hate it more. So, Brian, uh, thanks Don't to you, I will that. watch That's it one more time. you. And I will probably hate it. So I like the movie. I liked it. I had a good time watching it. I like Gal Gadot. I like Chris Pine. I like Patty Jenkins. I thought this movie was fun. I'd probably watch it again. And I enjoyed it. I know you didn't because you hate DC, but I can't wait no, to talk I to don't. you about Zack Snyder. I don't. I don't. That's the thing that you always say about me is that I hate it. <laughs> I do. don't. No, I don't. I like Shazam. I like Birds of Prey. I know. I, I don't even know why you like Birds of Prey. The way your mind works confuses me. <laughs> kind of like this whole movie. So thank you for that. And we're on to the next. I think I could speak for all of us when I say nobody here is going to be sad to see 2020 go. We cannot wait for the start of the new year. Tony, what are your thoughts on that? Brian, but first... This whole segment, what is the title of the segment, Brian? I was saving that for you. It's GTFO, which get the fudge out. Yes. So what we want to do is we want to have somewhat of a round robin, and we would just want to say some things and just get some things off of our chest that we just want to see GTFO for 2020. And please don't show up in 2021 2020 was your year to do whatever the hell you wanted to. There's some surprises for 2021 that we'll be talking about a little bit later. But right now, I'm going to shoot it back to you, Brian. Brian, what's the first thing on your list? Oh, my gosh. I am tired of this quarantine. I want the world to open up again. I want to see people. I want to mingle. I want to do things outside and, and be able to experience things with a crowd. I want quarantine to, to leave. Yes. And you know what? I'm going to use the master and commander rule here. I don't know if anybody's ever read these novels or even seen the movie, but there is these novels, and this kind of plays into the pirate stuff a little bit earlier, about the Navy. And that rule was you can use the F word once, and I'm going to use that rule. It's also going to be the PG-13 rule, where you can use it once, but you can't use it twice. So I'm using the PG-13 rule right now. I'm claiming it. Get the fuck out, coronavirus. Coronavirus, fuck you. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I know that was more than once, but I, I just can't help myself. I just want to say this thing is a monster. It has destroyed lives. It has destroyed economies. It is just this monster of a beast, and it is the cause for almost everything bad this year and i just wanted to give that the biggest f you out of the entire year coronavirus stay the f out of 2020 that's right and give us 2021 let's give it the 2020 salute damn right and you know what i've got a whole list of other things 
They don't know what's on it, but they know it's long. But you know what? That's what we're going to get into in the subject right now. Brian, what else do you want to say GTFO to 2020? What else do you want to say that to? The COVID-19 virus was number one on my list as well, but I was saving that for you. I knew that nobody could speak to it as elegantly as you did. Yeah, elegantly. I don't know if it was elegant, <laughs> but it was passionate, right? It was passionate. It, it was certainly better than how I could have said it. So I left that one to you. But I am tired of election coverage. Can we just stop Amen. that? Amen. Right? GTFO election coverage. We are not political on this show, and I don't plan to be. Uh, we want this to be an escape, but I am election coverage burnt out. I am sick of hearing it. I don't want to hear it anymore. I want to get on with our lives. Yes. Also, GTFO to you're on mute. Zoom, you're on mute. You're on mute. You're on mute. Are we not sick of hearing that phrase all goddamn year? I I'm sick of it. You're on mute. I don't want to be on mute anymore, and I'm not going to take it anymore. So GTFO to you're on mute. Brian, what's the next thing? All right. I am tired of studios pushing back projects. I want to see new content. I want to see new things. I'm tired of my favorite shows being pushed back. Just stop with the pausing of everyday life and enjoyment, and let's get on with our lives. Also, I want to say GTFO to closed theaters. I have said this time and time again on this podcast, theaters were my temple. They are my church. And you know what? I don't want them closed anymore. So GTFO <laughs> to closed theaters, open those bitches up. Start the economy up. Let me go somewhere where I can just escape for two hours and just get away from all of this. I'm sorry. I need theaters more than anything right now in my life. I'm just picturing a theater as your church. And as you're walking up to get your ticket torn, it's like you're receiving communion. The guy blessing you before you going in and then putting a little dab of popcorn, popcorn butter oil. on your uh, on your forehead and, yes. and blessing <laughs> you before you How walk did you know, the Brian? <laughs> right. How did you know? I'm no, like, it's not it's not popcorn oil, Brian. It's right. mustard for my hot dog. <laughs> so <laughs> you almost had me converted. Never mind, I'll stick with mine. <laughs> All right. What else do you want to say, GTFO in twenty twenty two? Oh my gosh. I just miss people. You know, I'm not I'm not a people person. And big crowds kind of annoy me, but I miss people. I want the world to just start opening up again. I want people to get back to their lives. And 2021, you couldn't get here fast enough. So on that subject, I'm going to go for a twofer on the GTFO. I'm going to double down on the GTFO right now. Fogged up glasses and with masks on. I just want to give a GTFO to fogged up glasses. My wife actually come, came up with that one because she wears glasses all the time. And she's quite right. Wayne, go ahead. I hate that oh so much. Oh, my gosh. I hate it so Tony, much. Tony, I have never seen you more prepared for a segment in, in the history of this podcast. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> exactly. You know, Wayne is going to have a hell of a time cutting this down. Yeah, and to jump on that fogged up glasses segment, I hate the swamp rot you get inside that mask around, especially if you're a guy with facial hair. You take off that mask when it's safe to do so, and it's just that breath of finally fresh air after hours of you just bringing in this hot breath. It's just kind of coagulating in your facial hair and getting all moist around your oh it's just disgusting tony gtfo to beard zits gtfo to beard zits i hate beard zits gtfo because of these stupid masks yeah the GTFO. swamp rot yes gtfo to you too 
<laughs> the next thing I want to talk about is I want to say GTFO to furloughs and unemployment. I am so sick of this, all because of that major thing that I talked about at the beginning where I used the F word. GTFO to furloughs, GTFO to unemployment. People are trying to live their lives and do what they need to do. And because of this stupid little bug, so please, GTFO to unemployment and GTFO to furloughs. Brian, one more thing. Also, GTFO to the uncertainty of what the future brings. You know, like, when is this going to stop? When are the furloughs going to stop? When are the, the layoffs going to stop? When, you know, when can we all return to work? When can we go outside? Just the whole uncertainty brings a level of anxiety, which I think is pretty bad. I hate not knowing something or at least if we knew when we can start getting back to our normal lives there's a light at the end of the tunnel i can last until then i can take that one more step well we got a vaccine right now i know i know but it's that uncertainty that drives me crazy i second that brian yes amen you know what we've got two vaccines and please i'm already hearing stuff about the vaccines I don't want to hear it. Just give it to me. I'm, I'll be the first one to line up for it. Give it to me. I'll drink it. If you need to put it in a probe and stick it up my ass, I'll take it. Give it to me any other way. I just want all of this to be said and done. So you know what? Because the other thing I want to say GTFO to is more of a personal thing. It's the huglessness of this society right now. Huglessness is a word my wife came up with today, and it just brings me to tears thinking about that I can't even talk to my loved ones. I can't even reach out to people that I hold dear because I'm afraid that I'm going to possibly contaminate them or possibly give them the, the virus. So huglessness, GTFO 2020. Okay, Brian, did you have anything to add? I'm with you there. It's just the whole, I've spent a year now not being able to see my my friends and family and i'm not a big hugger but just not being able to to see them i'm pretty close with my family i'm very fortunate that way and i didn't realize until it was gone how much i needed that just to feel normal and feel sane right. and the fact that i don't get the opportunity to spend time with them has affected me more so than I would have ever realized. So I'm with you. I'm with you there. And I didn't realize how much I need that human connection with somebody, with my friends, with my family, that huglessness, it just needs to go away. Again, that's something that's GTFO for 2020. Boy, I don't even know how I can even go on to another. I had so I had a list that was just so funny and entertaining. And uh, yes, bring us back. Oh, you want me to bring you back? Yeah, bring us back. Brian, should I bring you back? Yes, please. Okay, all right. Well, you know what? GTFO to Karens. GTFO to all of the Karens in the world. You know what? It is not about you. It is about everybody else. Karens, you know what? You need to GTFO. All right? I second that. I third that as well. Okay, thank you. I also want to say GTFO to Gal Gadot and her friends for singing Imagine. What the hell were you thinking? GTFO to all of you. What were you trying to do? What did you think that you singing Imagine was going to do for the world? It's no. not going to do a damn thing. No. You know what that was about? It was all about attention to yourself. Gal, Brian, you have something to say? Yes, absolutely. Gal, if you're listening, Tony is alone in that thought. I love you. And, <laughs> and and I am a big fan of yours. Please continue to make Wonder Woman films. Huge fan. Tony's alone in that thought. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. You know what? I'm a huge film of Wonder Woman, too. But you know what I don't want to hear? Your damn opinion on everything. I Guess what? You get paid to star in a movie. You get paid to kick some ass and take some names. Gal. I'm all about that. But I don't want you to be singing Imagine to me. What the hell were you thinking, Gal Gadot and friends? Gal, you could call me. I'll listen to your opinions. And you can <laughs> sing to me as, as much as you'd like. <laughs> Tony, what's your okay. next one? Jeez, there I got it. You see, I told you guys I had a huge list. Hey, Tony, what was the thing for the Royals? Prince Harry and Meghan Merkel. Why GTFO them? Why GTFO them? Because yeah. they turned their back on their family. They're coming to the United States and trying to just beg and plead with anybody that will make a deal with them. They even signed a deal with Spotify for a podcast or some stupid shit like that. Why the fuck do I need you here? Go fucking take <laughs> care of you, fucking England. Go take care of your shit. Why the fuck do you need to come here? Go there. That's where you fucking belong. Take care of your own. Be part of the fucking royal family. You know, why the fuck do you need to come over here and prove some shit? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> You've already got too much, bitches. But I'm going to cut it down to two more things. The major GTFO to this year is distance learning. You know what? That is such a damn thing. Oh, I see Brian all of a sudden. He's my biggest fan oh right now. Oh, my gosh. So what do you have to say about yeah, GTFO, GTFO to distance, distance learning? Distance learning. Oh, my gosh. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. So much respect for all the teachers out there. I am not a teacher. I cannot do what you do. My wife cannot do what you do. I know she spends more time with our children now than ever trying to get them focused on their distance learning. It is a nightmare for them, especially my son. He tries so hard, but it is just so hard for him to sit there in front of a computer screen and try to learn. And I see the struggles that the teachers are going through trying to get a class to focus. It is just a nightmare. And I'm so appreciative of the teachers. And wow. Not I, just teachers, what about parents? Well, parents too. It is so tough. And then the children, my kids are good students and they're struggling. They are struggling hardcore because my son, I mean, he tries so hard, but he cannot sit in front of the computer for the amount of time that's required and then just turn right around and do homework assignments on it again. It is just, it's a nightmare for him. And, you know, it's hard for the parents. It's hard for the students. And I'm with you a hundred percent GTFO distance learning. So um, I kind of went off on a little tangent there. I said I had two and that was one. Actually, I had three. I pared my list down. I know Wayne is over there like, oh, my God, please, Tony, don't. But these are two. I know I'm going to wrap this up. I'm going to say GTFO to brush fires. GTFO to brush fires because you know what? I'm sorry, but 2020 has just been this whole shit show and there's a lot of stuff that needs to just GTFO. Brush fires being one of them. Australia lost a billion animals. A billion animals. That is so sad to me that a billion animals had died because of brush fires. And then California. You think that you're gone. You think that you're done. Another one comes rolling in and you can't breathe. It's just a shit show. So GTFO brush fires. And I'm going to leave you with one more. My last GTFO for 2020 is bad people. That's bad cops, that's looters, that's murderers, and that's also people that are scamming the systems and taking away unemployment. But all of you scamming the systems and taking away those benefits from people that are hardworking individuals, bad people all together just need a GTFO. We need to just, you know, call them out. And that 
is it. I have spoken. There you go. All right. Whew. Now that I got all of that off of my chest, wow. I, I know, right? I know. I, I was not expecting it to last that long, but I had a list and, you know, I actually feel a lot better now. You feel lighter? Feel Sometimes lot, you just have to vent, yeah, you know? Yeah, I do. I, I feel a lot lighter. <laughs> I feel loosey-goosey. I just feel like I had a lot to get off of my chest. Woo. But you know what? That puts me in the perfect mood for our next segment, which is, what are we looking forward to in 2021? AKA coming attractions. But first, a word from our sponsor. This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code What's the code? Conmen. K-O-N-M-E-N. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Brian, what are some of the things that you're looking forward to in 2021? Well, did we catch the Disney investors announcement? I am looking forward to all of those shows. Oh my gosh. But especially like I've touched upon it before, of course, the Marvel content, the Star Wars content, which we will talk about, of course, on this show. But beginning in January, I think, what what's the first show? WandaVision? Yes, WandaVision. Oh, you know we'll be talking about it here on this podcast, so sorry to interrupt you. Go no, ahead. No, no, please. I can talk WandaVision. I love WandaVision. I want to see it. Can't wait to watch it every week, and we will have our weekly discussions on that, just like we did with The Mandalorian. But but one thing we won't be covering is, Brian, your, your, your pick. What are you talking about? We're not covering that. We are covering the Mighty Ducks series. <laughs> we, if I have to take that segment on all by myself, uh, I will be Wayne, covering. Uh, there will you be might a quack get... attack moment. There, we will be covering the okay, Mighty yeah. Ducks series. Uh, I think Melda needs to join you on that because I think I'll be taking a break at that time. <laughs> I love hockey. I love the Ducks, and I love that the Mighty Ducks series. It's one of my favorite trilogies. One of them. I would certainly put it above Lord of the Rings trilogy. <laughs> I was waiting oh, for that. Oh, there goes bite. the yeah, <laughs> denominator again, Brian. That's right. But who doesn't like an underdog, bad news bears type story? Come on, just gotta love it. But do I want to see a series of it? You should. You're gonna love the series. It's gonna be amazing. Anyway, what else are we looking forward to? 2021. Hopefully, with this vaccine and everything, I just want to go to a concert. I miss live music. Live music is something that is another thing that I enjoy. I love going to a venue, listening to the music, dancing to it, moshing to it if I need to. Moshing to it. Yes. I, I, I just, I love that experience. It's just, it's an amazing experience. And to be a whole year without it, I was talking to Sarah about it. The last concert I went to was in December of last year. And it was a great time. All it right. was a great show. Got a question for you. Uh, are you going to ask me who it was? No, 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 no. Okay. Your choice. If you had your pick, what would be your first concert you would go to in 2021 if you had the opportunity to do so? What would it be? This is going to sound funny because I don't know like if most people know this thing. band, but I really need to hear Real Big Fish live. They're a band most people probably don't listen to. No, I know. I remember the 90s. 
Yeah, well, I mean, everybody knows sell out, but they don't know the their body of work. I'm just, a, I'm a huge fan, and every time Dude, I Frank, see them live, tell me what's on their B tracks. What's what's going on? Awesome. They're just they're they're amazing. The fact that they could take lyrics that are so kind of down and just like depressing and add them to this music that is just so vivacious and so lively. And I could sing every single tune that they come up with. It's just a fun show. And that is actually a show I'm really looking forward to. I've seen them three or four times. And every single time, it's just a joy. And they bring a smile to my face. And that is what I want to see. And there's no moshing either. So that's good. <laughs> All right. I'm going to leave an obvious one for you to say, because you've mentioned it already several times on the show. But I'm going to say live sporting events. I miss those. I miss going to duck games. I loved it. Uh, I miss playing hockey. Every once in a while, my team would play after a Ducks game. We'd get the ice for an hour. And that was one of the highlights of my year. My family and friends got to stay after the game and come down and sit really close to the glass and watch us play. And for one night, one night alone, even though we're far from it, we felt like professionals. And it was cool. I missed it. I love playing on that ice. I love seeing the Ducks play live. And I miss it. Tony, what else you got? I'm with you there, man. I, I, the Angels have been a part of my life forever, as long as I can remember. In fact, I was born maybe two blocks from Angel Stadium, so the Angels have always been a part of my life. <laughs> my son was born there. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Cool. They've just always been a part of my life, and the fact that I could not go to a game this year was just something that really was devastating, but it is what it is, and hopefully I can see an Angels game this year, in 2021, but I also am looking forward to, and I'm crossing my fingers, I'm crossing my toes, everything. I hope that I can go conning again. I want to go to WonderCon. I want to go to Comic-Con. I want to go to VidCon. I mean, we're now creators, right? And I want to, <laughs> our first year out, I want to go to VidCon. I want to go see Ozzy Man. I want to see that guy live. I love his videos on YouTube. I want to see Rhett and Link if they're there. Good Mythical Morning. I want to go to conning. I want to go conning more than anything else. I would Conning love is a lifestyle, and I want to go do it. Yes. Hopefully 2021 will give us that opportunity. The con men need to go conning. We need yeah, to make exactly that happen. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. We totally need to make that happen. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, conning is just another one. What, what else, Brian? And I don't mean to steal your thunder. I know this is on your list as well, but I just want movie theaters to open again. I want new content. I love taking my kids to the movies. It's one of the highlights that we do. We do it a couple times a month and... I just love it. I love the experience. It's a bonding thing for me. I just miss it and I want it back. Hey man, I can't add anymore. Everybody knows that that's something I'm very passionate about and I hope 2021 will be able to give us that. I have to ask Wayne. Wayne, is there one thing that you're looking forward to in 2021? Or two things? I, I, you know, we take up so much of your time. I love hearing guys banter and you guys hit a lot of the ones that I would consider like concerts, going to theaters, but I'm a simple guy. I would like to go to a lounge, have a cocktail, have a glass of wine. Amen, brother. Have an appetizer, just relax with my wife, maybe some people that we love to hang out with, and just be there. Yes. And I would love to be able just to have that time to get out of the house and unwind and relax. Absolutely. And something else I'm looking forward to for 2021 is... Bring back my damn holidays. That's usually the only time I really see extended family. It's just a reason for us to get together 
And this year, I didn't realize how lost I was without it. And I want it back. I want it back just to feel kind of normal again and to see how they're doing. And like what you brought up, Tony, in the last segment, I just need to bring back the, how'd you put it? The, the hug? Huglessness. The huglessness. Yeah. I want, I want that to go away. So I'm looking forward to that in 2021. Just one more thing before we wrap it up. The one thing that I really want to do is have a churro on Main Street at Disneyland. <laughs> More than anything, that place is near and dear to my heart. I gave many years of life of my service to that place. I miss it. I miss the people. I miss the crowds. I miss the honorary guests. I just miss it. I want that back more than anything this year. Please, a churro, a drumstick, Main Street. Let's make a date. There you go. I second that, man. I second it. Well said. Well said. We can't cap off the show without doing some pop quickies. What do you say, Wayne? You got some for us? You know, guys, I do. It's time for pop, pop, pop quickies. And you guys did a great job earlier with the wives, so I commend you guys. A little. Well, you too. Dave no, is a big part of the show. Yeah, and uh, quite frankly, uh, we can't do what you do. I, again, we say this every single week. Mini quickies was just—it's not the same without you, Wayne. So it's not. I'm glad Trust we're back me. in our. I'm glad we're back in our element. Right, your job is secure, Wayne. Trust us. <laughs> Since this is being the New Year special, right? I have to do something related. When it comes to New Year's resolutions. Have you ever completed one? And if so, which one was it? Oh, man, there's a lot of dead air here. I know. <laughs> I, know. I um, noticed the same thing. Um, I, I'm trying to think back of all the resolutions I've ever made. And I want to say no, I've never completed one. The I want to lose weight or be healthier. And I think for the most part, I'm healthier now than I was when I was younger, just because I'm more conscious of it. So maybe if that counts, it's kind of a weak answer. You know, this year I want to learn a new skill. That will be my New Year's resolution. I am putting it out there. I don't know what that skill will be, but I want to learn something new, something that I don't know currently today. And by this time next year. Brian, how old are you? I'm 42. Wow. I'm an old man. <laughs> You're 42, there is and, gray and, and you never beard. accomplished one, so um, well, you, you've got a, a strong track record going into 2021. Yeah, right. How about you, Tony? Yes, I have. I have completed one, and that was weight loss. It's a long story, but in a nutshell, I was in the middle of moving to Austin, Texas, a long time ago. I was in a, uh, a bagel shop of all places and realized I was the fattest guy in there, and it was in December, and I said, you know what? I don't want to be the fattest guy in here anymore. Starting that January, I lost 85 pounds, and I've been able to maintain it. Maintain it. (laughs) I think I'm up like 20 or 30 right now, but, you know, I was able to do it. So, yes, I have. Good for you. Good for you. (laughs) One and only time. (laughs) (laughs) Brian, you actually brought up one of the questions I have on my list regarding new skill. Now, would you rather learn a new skill in 2021 or get rid of a bad habit? Ooh, Oh, that's a genius question. That is a great question. I'll take this one first, Tony, if you don't mind. I'll learn a new skill. I don't, I know I have bad habits, but nothing that's like 
detrimental. Like, like I bite my nails, you know, like who cares? You know, like, but, uh, you know, bad habits, I don't know. I could eat better. That's a bad habit. But a new skill, I like learning things. I think intelligence is one of those qualities I see in people that I'm always like in awe of, you know, really smart people. I always like to talk to the smartest person in the room and I'm always disappointed because it's never me. <laughs> and uh, I would like it to be. I think for the theme of the show, the knowledge and nothing, I would like to increase my knowledge on something. <laughs> Man, this is a hard one for me. I think I want to get rid of a bad habit. I've always got bad habits and I've been able to kind of whittle away some of those bad habits. So I think I want to whittle away some of those bad habits. The funny thing is I have to learn a new skill in order to get rid of that bad habit. Well, what bad habit would it be? So that bad habit, what is that bad habit that I want to do? Um, oh, geez. Uh, boy, are you really going to put me on the spot like now, right now? <laughs> I gave you time wait, to wait, think wait, about wait. it. I think Sarah just uh, is chiming <laughs> yeah. in. Hold Get on. her back Hold on, on the mic. Let's what? have her just tell what it. What was that? No, no, no. Have her tell Oh, no, no. <laughs> what is it? Hearthstone? No. Yeah, she said Hearthstone. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. You know what? She's right. I need to I need to figure that out. I need to. Yes. Yes. I need to now, give that up. Now, when you say up. figure it out, you talking but, like cold turkey, cut, cutting it completely, no, or just like limiting your play? Oh, I should probably limit my play. To oh, what? You know what? That's a great one. Oh, my God. Oh, if you, I know you're put on notice. This is podcasting. But for oh those of you who cannot see, Tony's face has just gone white. He has come <laughs> up with a realization of the reality of this whole thing. And I don't think he actually wants to give this up. I don't, <laughs> don't want to give it up. I don't want to give it up, but she's right. I do spend way too much time with now, it. Now, oh. let's get some guidelines here. Like, what are we talking about? Well, yeah, but if anybody doesn't know, Hearthstone is a card game that is on mobile platforms that I am obsessed with. It's from Blizzard Entertainment, and I spend way too much time. Wayne can attest to it. Uh, Brian can attest to it. When I'm down, what am I doing, guys? Oh, you're, you're playing on your phone. We, we have to pull you away from your phone and say, put that phone away. We're, yes. we're actually hanging out. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. No, am I committing to this right now in front of everybody? Let me just get to one hour a day. One hour? Wow. One you, hour? You went harder than I thought you would go. One hour? Well, uh, first of all, how often do, would you say you play a day? I, if you had to put it in a time frame. Brian, I don't want to say this online. I, I don't want to say this <laughs> I out I think loud. we need to know. I don't want to say this out loud. Come on. You already want, know the number in your no, head. What is I, I it? I know I know the number. I know I know the number, and it needs to be way down. Um, oh, Jesus. Um, uh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> You've already used that word. I know. <laughs> Wayne, I feel a bleep coming on. So um, I, I have to say somewhere in the neighborhood of, oh, God, about five hours a day. You play Ooh, that game five damn. every day? Every yeah. day? Yeah, I do. You know what? I, I think you take the title game away from me, man. <laughs> uh, I know. I know. I know. God, I hate admitting this to everybody, but yes, I do. I need to fix that. She's right. I need to be better with that. So, but in order for me to do that, I need to learn other skills. Right. So, you need to replace that time with something useful. And one thing that I think I need to commit myself to in learning that new skill, I need to meditate more. Meditation has been huge for me this year. When I have applied it, when I have done it, when I've practiced it, and I've gotten away from that, sadly, I need to get back to that. I felt that my life was more in tune when I was doing it. 
I always need something. I need something. And I think that meditation is a more positive way of doing that. And Hearthstone is not. So Nice. Good question, Wayne. Sorry, guys. Best of luck with that, sir. Yeah. No, oh, Jesus We'll, we'll keep tabs on you. I know. I know. <laughs> we'll, we'll do a follow-up. We'll yeah, check in throughout We're going to ask Sarah. Wayne, you're cutting this whole segment out, right? Thank you. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. All right. So switching gears to something a little more serious. When it comes to sandals, what do you guys think about wearing socks with sandals? <laughs> oh, that's an abomination. Should be that is an absolutely... That is abomination. I know I use that word too much. Sandals and socks should never, ever go together at all. You should not do that. It is against the law. No. Brian? Yeah, you know, I'm kind of with Tony on this one. Living in Southern California, I wear a lot of sandals. It's usually my day off shoe. I have a very particular brand of sandal that I wear. I don't like that little plastic thing that goes between the toes and the big toe. I hate that little thing. The sandals that I prefer, it's the one that you can slide your whole foot into. It's got that big kind of strap that goes over the whole top of your foot. I used to wear those in the locker room after hockey games. It's what we would take showers in because nobody wants to touch that gross locker room shower floor. So I just kind of grew up with that type of sandal. Socks though, with the sandals, no, that's a no-go. It's just a fashion faux pas, as my wife and my daughter may say. And then What's worse is like people who wear like the shorts and like the black socks with sandals, like oh, really drawing attention to it. I know. It's just, well, it's you awful. know, and quite frankly, usually when you see that, it's like compression socks and it's things to kind of help their circulation. Yeah, no, so I get it. Teach them. Oh, Sometimes you wear see the ones with the crew socks and you know that's yeah. not the right socks. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. Right. Or, uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, no. Brian, I am a flip flop guy. I'm wear that probably way too much. It's probably not good for my arches. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. And it's the lounge shoe. It's kind of culturally accepted here. You can go anywhere in those where if you lived in the maybe of a colder climate, it would kind of look weird or funny. But uh, here, yeah. that, that's yeah, everywhere. Yeah, I, I'm speaking from experience. Yes. Yeah, right. You know, Tony, now that you live in a colder climate, I want to see a picture of you shoveling snow in a Hawaiian shirt, Tommy Bahama with sandals. Just sunglasses. Ain't gonna happen. Ain't gonna happen, man. I almost froze my hands <laughs> off. I almost froze my hands off. I didn't realize how quickly your hands can just freeze until like two weeks ago. Please make a snowman then with a Hawaiian shirt. With him wearing yeah, I can, shirt. I can do that, but okay. no, there, there ain't no way I'm going Hawaiian shirt, there. board shorts, and flip flops. Totally, there totally. Like put a surfboard in his hand. <clears throat> yeah. All right, guys. Last question. When it comes to sushi... <gasps> is a California roll a real sushi? No. No, it is no. not. No. We agree on this? Yes. Wow. I love sushi. I love sushi. And that's an adult thing. I did not grow up loving sushi. In fact, I was afraid of it. I was afraid to try new foods. And my wife, while dating, tried to get me to go to sushi places with her all the time. And I was stubborn and stupid and young and dumb. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. I'm sure she's got some choice words. I never gave it a shot. I went to a sushi place for a work function where I didn't have a choice and fell in love with it there. And then from that day on, I loved sushi. I love it, love it, love it. You got to have that fish though with it. And those California rolls do not have it. They've got the fake imitation crab. It's not the real thing. It's baby sushi. It's what should be in a sushi happy meal. Would it make any difference if you use real crab? No. (laughs) Like, like, I understand the meaning behind the question. I really do, but no. (laughs) You know what I look at the California roll as? 
I look at, at it as the pot of the sushi world. <laughs> it is your gateway into some oh, magical man. shit that's going to be go down. You need to p- kind of dip your toe in a little bit. You're kind of like, oh, should I have it? Should I not? And it's like your gateway drug. It's like it's your gateway drug into the sushi world because then you eat it and you're like, oh, it's not that bad. It's actually pretty good. And then somebody brings salmon right. and the salmon just blows your right. mind away like, oh and you're God. like, oh my God, what the hell this has not been in my life where has this been that buttery texture the way it tastes and just it's so magical then you're hooked for life then you are you know you're a heroin addict i need my sushi fix once a month if i need to go to the some cheap shit that's down the road that's all you can eat hey so be it as long as i get that sushi fix then i am good to go so yes i think that it is the gateway drug of the sushi world and it has its purpose but at the end of the day it is not sushi right does that make sense funny thing is my family and i before this podcast had sushi today for lunch oh i'm so jealous and the way we got my son into sushi and this is several years ago and both my kids love sushi now so my daughter always loved sushi but my son loves shrimp so we got sushi that had fried tempura yes 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 and got like a tiger roll or something yes exactly and they got him hooked on that and then all of a sudden we just stopped ordering those but yet he is so accustomed because we share family style, the sushi rolls that come to the table and he just starts pulling things onto his plate. My wife and I are just kind of watching him eat and he loves sushi like the best of them. I mean, this yes. boy can put sushi away like no other. Right on. Yeah. And he's he's still pretty young. So I know he'll grow up loving sushi. My daughter loves sushi and my wife is mad that I love sushi now that we didn't enjoy it too much while dating. Wow. That was it. That's the end of the segment, right, Wayne? That's the end of the segment, guys. You guys did a great job again. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much, Wayne. So that again concludes this episode of the podcast. We want you all to have a safe and happy new year. Please join us. I am mentally and physically exhausted from entertaining you. Hopefully that comes through. Once again, please share this podcast with all of your friends, all of your family. Hopefully they can grab something out of this too. Happy New Year. We're looking forward to 2021 and all the fun, exciting stuff that's happening then. So please just join us on this journey. Brian, before we go out, do you want to say anything else? Absolutely. Yeah. Make sure you guys tune in for our January 10th episode where we will be talking about the Mandalorian season finale and our predictions for season three. And like Tony said, we cannot wait to see what we have in store for 2021. We hope you guys are with us for the ride. Thanks a lot. Be safe out there. God bless. We love you all. Take care. See you next time.